Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome to another edition of Mean Streets powered by FTN right here on Game Up Plus Network. Welcome in. Chris Meany here with you. Thanks for taking the time to hang out with me. A lot to get to today on the show. There was a big trade last night in the NHL. The Boston Bruins got a whole lot better last night. What a fantastic game in Seattle between the Bruins and the Kraken. Back and forth all night last night. The Bruins found a way to win. I don't know how they're doing it. They are just on pace for the best ever season in the NHL, and uh, they look really good. And as I mentioned, the rich got richer. They picked up Dmitry Orlov last night. The defense core in Boston, legit. We're going to break down that trade in a little bit. We got some NHL picks and props for you a little bit later on in the show as well. And plus, we are going to dive into the Stanley Cup odds. We've been showing them over the past couple of days, couple of weeks, of course. We're just days away from the NHL trade deadline. There are still some decent players available. There's been some big names already traded early, right? Bo Horvat, Vladimir Tarasenko. You got Patrick Kane here on the thumbnail of the show, uh, as our guy George put on for us. There was a report last night that suggested the deal was basically done, that Patrick Kane was going to go to the New York Rangers. We'll see if that's uh, if that's going to be the case. But Ryan O'Reilly is another guy, that big name that's already off the books, uh, you know, off the trade bait board. He is gone, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later on as the Maple Leafs have a date with the Minnesota Wild on home ice in Toronto. The Wild played last night a 2-0 victory against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Minnesota continues to struggle to find offense outside of their big boys, Kirill, the thrill, Dalla Dalla Bill, Kaprizov, and Matt Boldy. Where else is the offense coming from in Minnesota? But they have done a great job over the past couple of days taking on salaries. They've taken on a couple uh, contracts, and we're going to see a few teams do that uh, over the next couple of days. Helping out other teams for sure, but I think it's a smart thing. I think Washington did very good yesterday in that trade. We'll get into it in a little bit. Daily handle in the house. Let's go. Happy Friday means happy Friday to you as well. G. Ren's in the house. How long is the show Oh, giving me the gears here. Give me the business. I like it. You got to be on time for your own show. You really do have to be on time for your own show. A little bit late here today. G. Renz, welcome in. Usually uh, we stream live on our FTN Network YouTube page Monday to Friday at 12 Eastern. Had some technical difficulties on my end. It is snowing like crazy here on the East Coast. No excuses, but we're happy to have you. This show also 
on Game Plus Network. There are commercial breaks in this show, usually around 40, 45 minutes, 46 minutes of airtime. Uh, the, the producers over at Game Plus Network are rolling their eyes like, no, 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 you go like 48 minutes. You go long all the time. We have to cut you short. Uh, so welcome in, G. Renz. If you're just new to the show, we do appreciate you stopping by. Uh, as I mentioned, we got some NHL picks. We're going to take a look at the NFL draft board. Uh, I got some NFL draft board props for you. First quarterback off the board. Where is Bijan Robinson going to go? Where is he going to go? He's going to be the first running back off the board. But where? Where is he going? Where do you want to see him go? What does it mean from a fantasy standpoint on All In Football? Also on Game Plus Network and our FTN Network YouTube page with Jake Seeley, myself, and stepmom Lauren. We dove into some potential landing spots for Robinson would he be a top five running back if he was on the Philadelphia Eagles? What if the Cowboys just cut Zeke, let Tony Pollard go, and drafted Robinson? Would he be a top five back there? Would he be a top five back with Miami? Or would they just bring in three or four other running backs like they did last season with Mike McDaniel and company? So some NFL talk, some MLB talk, spring training today. Welcome to spring training. Two games around the diamond today. We're not going to get into spring training picks and things like that. We got our guy MLB Dream. He joined us yesterday. He's going to dive into all of that stuff. But we will be keeping tabs on spring training news. I'm going to be talking velocity for pitchers. Robbie Ray is a velocity down. You know, we take all that stuff with a grain of salt, but we're going to cover it here on the show. We're going to keep an eye on spring training news. And I think the biggest thing really is pitching. Is velocity on pitchers, is is it up, uptick, downtick, new pitches that they've maybe developed in the offseason, things like that we will address on the show. We're going to take a look at round four of high-stakes leagues, NFBC drafts, over the last two weeks. Actually, sorry, six weeks. I took a look at the last six weeks. So high-stakes drafts, people are putting their hard-earned bucks. we got a sample size of over 400 drafts. Just going to give you a look of the players that are going in the fourth round. We've been doing this. We took care of the first three rounds. We're going to dive pretty deep. As yesterday, we touched on the AL West. And I don't know if I really, I was thinking a lot about it after, you know, especially with the Halos and Shoei Itani with MLB Dream. This is what I think is going to happen. I think that the Angels are actually going to compete this season. Now, that is a hot take in itself right off the get-go. <laughs> uh, despite Otani being the favorite to win the AL MVP and Mike Trout being right there with him. And MLB Network came out with their top 10 players uh, yesterday. And Otani, of course, was number one. I think Trout was like number three or four. They had Judge ahead of him, by the way, which I thought was silly. Anyways, I think that the Angels will compete this year. And by the deadline, I feel like they're going to maybe not be in a playoff spot, but pretty close to maybe a wild card spot. It's the Astros division. The Astros are just going to win 100 games again. But I feel like this is a tough spot for the organization, for the fan base whatever, but for the organization, for the GM, what are they going to do with Shohei? Do you trade him and get all these assets for him? Because your farm system is not great. You need some pieces to build for the future. You could maybe get six, seven prospects for him. Can you afford to give him 500 million in the off season with Trout making 300 plus? Maybe not. I'd say that they're hanging around come trade deadline. They realize that they want to keep him. And then they miss the playoffs. And it, that would be the worst case for the Angels. They miss the playoffs. And then they lose Otani for nothing because his agent basically came out and said that he deserved, paraphrasing, that he deserved Otani to test the waters in free agency. And absolutely he deserves it. He's the best player on the planet. He's the best athlete in sports. He can pitch. He can hit. He can give you double-digit wins. He can strike out 130 guys. He can hit 25 homers. He can steal 10 bags. He hit 260. He can do it all. 
so he does deserve to test for agency and he is going to get 500 million dollar contract offers from maybe the Mets from the Dodgers maybe the Padres are in on it maybe the Giants are a sneaky squad uh, I think it would be a West Coast or a I would think it's going to be a West Coast team. I know the Mets really do stand out to me, but I think a West Coast squad uh, is the way he's going to go. But the Angels make bad decisions. They have a history of making bad decisions. Anthony Rendon signed him after that World Series run. He was fantastic with the Natinals. I always called them the Natinals as they missed the eye one time back in the day on their jerseys. And then also um, Albert Pujols, right? Just bad contracts after players have already, like, finish their prime or at the end of their prime, they have a history of making very bad decisions. Uh, but I think that they are in a very tough spot. And I do believe that they are going to do what they can to hang on to him and try to make a pitch to sign him. But ultimately they are going to have to make the postseason uh, for him to stay in halo daily handle going to be tough for the angels means pitching good enough rotation at pen. No, it's not, it's not good enough. It's improved. It's improved, but it's not good enough. It's not good enough. The one thing I, I do like their lineup up and down, you know, if Trout can stay healthy and Renfro can stay healthy, Rendon, maybe they can get, get 100 games out of him, 120. It is asking a lot, I think, at this point, because uh, he's only played about 150 in the three years. But I don't believe the rotation or the bullpen is good enough. I do believe it is improved, but ultimately that will be the reason that I, I think that this team misses the playoffs. But that's going to be a huge storyline to follow all year long, uh, Shohei Otani and what's going to happen with him and the Halos. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to dive into the NHL, that trade. Uh, I have a promo code for you that ends today at midnight. $1 off FTN bets. $1. All picks across all sports projections tools. And I have some NHL picks for you guys as well. We'll dive into that early before we get into some NFL and some MLB talk on Mean Streets. Keep her locked. We'll be back in a couple. Hang tight. Welcome back in. George in the break. Sox and Angels on the first tee, October 31st, Rivera Country Club. <laughs> You're not wrong. Who's going to have a worse season? The Red Sox or the Angels? It better be the Red Sox, right? They got a win total of 77 and a half. You know, they've been missing a lot of guys uh, over the past couple of years. It's been weird. It's it, it feels it must feel weird, George, for the Red Sox. They're always they're spending money. They're they're keeping guys. But I didn't love the Mookie Betts trade. I didn't like that one bit. And also, you know, just I, I think it's OK that you lost Xander. You know, Xander, I, I don't know. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of years. I think he's a really good ball player. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a ton of pop in his bat, but, you know, he's a good fielder and, you know, he's a good hitter. He hits lefties, he hits righties well. Uh, some contact doesn't strike out a whole lot. He's a good he's a good bat. And I saw the Padres lineup today that they're rolling out against Robbie Ray. And, of course, it is a good lineup without Fernando Tatis Jr. at the top of it as of now. He's still serving a suspension. But Xander, Machado, uh, I think they had Soto, and then they went Cruz uh, as well. So. Yeah, a lot to like about the San Diego Padres offense this year. Not so much, I don't think, about the Red Sox or the Halos. It may be a long year, but if you are a Boston Bruins fan, you're not even worried about the Boston Red Sox. Last night, uh, an unbelievable game against the Seattle Kraken. I don't know how they do it. Uh, this is a team that seems to find a way every single night. 44-8-5. They have 93 points through 57 games this season in the NHL, they rolled out their backup last night against the Kraken and the Kraken beat them earlier in the year in Boston three, nothing. And I, I thought Seattle was the better team last night, but Boston found a way to tie the game late after giving it up with about three minutes left. They tied it up late and then they took the lead 
And we were pretty happy about that, having the Bruins in 60. We got a little lucky there. But I want to talk to you guys about the trade. There was a trade that went down last night. And I think, you know, Washington realizing that they're out of it. They're not going to be able to make a run. You know, losing Ovechkin for a week and a half basically put them out of it. They lost several games in a row, and then they lost last night to the Ducks. Uh, so good on the Caps. I know. I, I feel like, you know, from if you're a fan of Washington, you're like, ah, you know, that's that stinks. Why not? We could make a run and get in and who knows? We could upset the Bruins or whatever. But I think, you know, it was good on management to realize like they should be sellers. And I think they did very well here. A first, a second and a third. They're going to retain 50 percent of Dmitry Orlov's contract. You see the Minnesota Wild chipping in again. They are also they were involved uh, last week. You know, the third team, I think, in the Ryan O'Reilly deal, retaining 25 percent of Orlov's contract. They get a fifth round pick just for doing that. It's smart. You don't think, oh, a fifth round pick may not be much, but man, there's been some gems in the NHL in the fifth, seventh round. Plus you can package some of those picks for, to move up in drafts or obtain something else. Uh, Billy Guerin hasn't really impressed me as a GM in Minnesota in his time there, but he has done a good job over the past couple of weeks, acquiring some picks to take on some cap. But Dmitry Orlov is, is I think a really good defenseman. And now you have a, a defense core that's Charlie McAvoy, Matt Grizzlick, Hampus Lindholm, who I was just so impressed with last night, always on the ice, Connor Clifton. And then you're going to put Brennan Carlo with Dmitry Orlov. Dmitry Orlov <laughs> is good enough to be at least a second pair on most teams, and I don't think he will. I, I, I suppose they could put him with Charlie McAvoy in that first pair and bump down Grizzlick to that third pair. But this Boston Bruins team is loaded, and... Garnet Garnet Hathaway, you know, for people that play fantasy hockey leagues, they have him in hitting in banger leagues, as EY likes to say, banger leagues, leagues with hits and blocks and things like that. Hathaway is uh, one of the better fourth line players in the NHL. He's going to add a lot of grit to a team that already has a ton of it and a lot of sandpaper and stuff. So you you really do need that. You know, it's it's you know you can laugh about the you know the grit and the sandpaper. It's uh, as Mayo took shot of me years ago talking about grit and sandpaper for NHL players, but ultimately uh, he is going to add a lot to that fourth uh, line. So Boston, not breaking any news here. Clearly the team to beat. Quan, do you want to show the Stanley Cup odds? Things have changed just a little bit, but use our prop shop, Parlay Calculator, get the best possible odds, guys. These are from FanDuel, and you see the Bruins up at the top. DraftKings, I think, has them now at like 425. You know, not a lot of value to grab the Bruins, but uh, certainly one of the surprise teams in the NHL because, you know, myself included, I thought maybe they'd take a little bit of a step back. They were going to start the season without Brad Marchand, without Charlie McAvoy. They started the season without both of those guys. Patrice Bergeron, a little bit older but his defensive game is still top notch. Uh, the Bruins outscore a lot of player, a lot of teams when he is on the ice. Jake DeBrusque has been fantastic this season. David Krejci bringing him back after taking a year off in the NHL. He's been amazing. And David Pasternak's playing for a new contract. And this guy's going to get 13 plus million. I mean, he, I, I, Absolutely. I think he's going to uh, because he's one of the best goal scorers in the NHL. So not a lot of value there with the Bruins. Uh, but I still think the Rangers here at 14 to one, despite if they get Kane or not, I, I don't see a lot of holes on this squad. If they get Patrick Kane, it would be a lethal top six, you know, to Tarasenko and Panarin 
and uh, Trocek on that second line. You put Kane up on that uh, right side with Kreider and with uh, Mika Zibanejad. You got the kid line with Heedle and, and Capo and, and Lafreniere, who played really good in the playoffs last year. And, and those three guys have been playing really good over the past six weeks or so. And then Igor Shosturkin, who hasn't been that great this season, last year winning the Vesna. I think he could have made a case for him to win the Hart Trophy. He is a really good goalie, and he could flip a switch at any moment and turn it on in the playoffs. A hot goalie can ride you a long way. Just ask the Canadians in the bubble uh, when Carey Price took them basically the distance. 14-1, uh, to 1, I think, is a pretty good bet. I would like to see the Dallas Stars do something, add something, another player offensively. Uh, it, I, I still view them as a one-line team. They've had some contributions from Jamie Benn this season and Tyler Sagan, but they need uh, somebody else. It just can't be Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski, and Rupe Hintz. And, of course, they're very strong in goal with Jake Ottinger. And that's the key to me. I, I want to put my money on a team that is really, really strong in goal. And that's why I don't mind the Winnipeg Jets on the right side at 25-1. to 1. Uh, You know, the Colorado Avalanche are starting to get healthy. You know, they're, they're closing the gap on the, the Jets and the Stars for the division. But I really do like... Connor Hellebach is a goalie. I think he's good enough to steal a couple series, plus their top six is lethal. Mark Scheifele's playing good hockey. Blake Wheeler's playing good hockey. And, of course, Nikolai Ehlers and Kyle Connor. Uh, these guys can light the lamp with the best of them, and I really do like Pierre-Luc Dubois down the middle. I, I would like to see the Jets maybe add somebody on the blue line. I know I like Lowry as a third-line center as well. as a nice defensive center. It's good in the draw. I think they're pretty deep down the middle. I would like to see them add uh, somebody on the blue line. I, I have concerns about the Penguins. Definitely the Jet, uh, the Capitals are, are no longer you know in the picture. You know, there's a couple teams you know on this board. Well, one that's not on this board that I don't think is going to win the Stanley Cup, but the Detroit Red Wings and the Buffalo Sabers are playing really good hockey at the moment. The Sabers had a nice victory last night against the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Detroit Red Wings continue to win hockey games. These are two teams that you can get at plus three thirty, plus four hundred to make the playoffs. Of course, it's a risk. It's going to be uh, an amazing race in the East, especially for the wild card spots i think we already know the lightning and the bolt lightning and the leafs are playing first round boston is locked into that top spot it looks like carolina new york and new jersey we could get a nice battle between the rangers and the devils we haven't seen that in a few years that should be really good but a lot of teams knocking on the door for that wild those two wild card spots the islanders the panthers you got the sabers you got the red wings uh, and then the Sabres and the Red Wings are teams that have games in hand on those squads that are holding down a spot or the two spots in the wild card. So uh, they're playing really good hockey. And I wonder, are they going to add? Are the Red Wings now buyers? The Sabres have a lot of nice young pieces. Will they, they haven't made the playoffs in quite some time. Will they be aggressive at the deadline? Could you imagine them acquiring a guy like Timo Meyer? Now that you would have to trade some assets, of course, to get a guy like Timo Meyer and a slight risk because he's an RFA and he's not under contract, but you will have his rights to go along with the push maybe to get into the playoffs. That would be a really nice move there as well. So just a couple of days away from the NHL trade deadline. I wanted to revisit that, uh, the trade from last night. And I do want to give a little bit of love here to Patrick Kane. I, and I don't want to talk about his off-field stuff, okay? I just want to talk about the player on the ice. And I'm seeing a lot of people that I do respect in the NHL in terms of analytical people with their charts and I, the hard work. And I, I get it. Analy analytics is not everything. It's a great tool to use, but it's not everything. And I'm seeing people with the graphs of Patrick Kane being one of the worst defensive players in the NHL over the last three years, just stop it. Like the Chicago Blackhawks have been historically bad over the past couple of seasons. In fact, I went back and looked since 2020 
Only the Columbus Blue Jackets have allowed more shot attempts at 5 and 5 per 60 since 2000 than the Blackhawks. It's not all Kane. Yes, he's not a great defensive forward, but since 2020, he's top 14 in points. He's top 10 in assists. He had 92 points last season playing on a pathetic Chicago Blackhawks team. This team this year is absolutely brutal. Maybe he's checked out. Maybe he doesn't have the foot speed anymore. Hey, he's standing around in his own defensive end. The Rangers, I can guarantee you this. They are acquiring him, if they do, because of his offense, because of his pedigree, because he has three Stanley Cups, because he's been amazing in the playoffs. He has an unbelievable Stanley Cup resume, what he can bring to that team or any other team offensively. Let's not look too much into Patrick Kane's defensive numbers on piss-poor squads with no structure, no coaching at all. And let's be honest about the two, two, three players he's played with all year. Max Domi is having a career season. Why? I wonder why. Andreas Anthonisiu has bumped around to five different teams over the last five years. He's not playing with anybody great. I think that Patrick Kane would be a great addition. And if he goes to the Rangers, it's going to be hard for me not to pick them. I don't see many holes on their squads. Uh, Avery Brown in the house. NHL shots on goal. I emoji. we got some props for you next on Mean Streets. Keep her locked. Welcome back in Mean Streets Live on Game Plus Network or FTN Network YouTube page. Chris Meany hanging out with you. Appreciate you guys taking the time to hang out with me as well. I do want to give a little bit of love um, to a promo code that we have going on right now called Hoops. Promo code Hoops. Uh, and if you use that promo code, link inside the description of this video over at FTMBets.com slash free. We also are running three day trials for free over at FTMBets and FTN Daily if you're uncertain. But $1 using the promo code Hoops will get you the FTN betting package included in the FTN betting package, all the picks of course for myself, but from everybody across all sports, I mentioned spring training is happening right now. MLB dream was fantastic. Uh, Josh gross, fantastic over 300 units, one in tennis alone. Plus he's amazing around the diamond. We'll have some NFL draft props uh, moving forward, but the NBA, good push here for in the second half of the NBA and the NHL. And we have a lot of guys that are super sharp in college basketball as well. Mike Randall, Mike Kutri. Uh, these guys are crushing it every single night with their basketball props and picks. Uh, so using that promo code HOOPS will uh, we'll get you the package for $1. And not only do you get the picks across all the sports, you get projections, you get tools, you get all the articles. I know a lot of FTM bets articles that we have, including the one that I wrote yesterday on Tuesdays and Thursdays are free. I put in three picks with a few bonuses. We had a decent night yesterday in the NHL. Uh, and also the Discord channel. that We have Discord channels for every single sport. And this was the night last night. Appreciate it, uh, George, running it. So we're kind of pumping my tires here a little bit. But uh, it's all about finding consistency. It's tough. We're obviously going to have our bad nights as well. I went 0 for 5 the other night. So it's about consistency. Nothing actually makes me feel better um, when I do this show than to hear people having success, to see green screens in the Discord channel. And I'll admit, it bums me out when people are losing money. I'm trying to not only create a distraction, but maybe put a few bucks in people's pockets. And I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm a, I'm a hockey psycho. I'm watching all of these games. So we did have a pretty good day yesterday, as you can see. Ultimately, I think we went 10 and 2. We had Adrian Kempe for two shots, which we did not get. And we had Connor McDavid for five shots, which we did get. But Toffoli and Mikhail Backlund. How about Mikhail Backlund every single night? This guy, and we talked about Toffoli and Backlund yesterday, even though it was the second half of a back-to-back, -back, having the spot against Vegas. Backlund's been basically automatic. He's a top 15 fantasy hockey player over the last 30 days in leagues with shots, hits, 
face-off wins, blocks. I know not everybody plays in those formats, but he's hitting the score sheet. He's a Daryl Sutter guy. Like Sutter is leaning on this guy. He's now in the first power play. He's killing penalties. He plays in all situations, and he's been among the leaders in ice time among Calgary forwards for the past two months. He is a, a guy that has been playing some some big minutes for Calgary, and he's been very successful and in, in terms of his own game and also for us here uh, betting. George, I don't know who bet on the Penguins' money line because that was not in the bet tracker, dude. Adrian Kempe for a point. We got lucky with a couple. I'm not going to lie. We have to get lucky. Luck has to be on our side a little bit. Jack Hughes had two shots heading into overtime. He finishes with four shots. Um, Jake DeBrusque has the goal late in the game uh, to get the point. The Bruins to win in 60 in regulation. We had a little bit of luck on that side immediately. <laughs> Whiskey after the first period. Yeah, because that game was over uh, a handful of minutes in it. Uh, yeah, we got lucky with uh, Andre Kuzmenko, a point. I think he extended his point streak to five games. What we talked about yesterday with Kuzmenko, uh, the game before, he had a career high in ice time. He tied his career high in shots with five. He had two goals, right? He's getting leaned on as the Canucks are shipping players out of their lineup. And uh, Kuzmenko's playing alongside Elias Patterson, who's been one of the best players in the NHL over the past you know year and a half. He really has. So we did have a little bit of luck on our side and maybe a little bit of unluck. Everybody in the Oilers basically had two points last night. How does Zach Hyman playing with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl not pick up two points? Are you kidding me? They put up like seven or eight goals last night, uh, but we did not get two points. But David Pasternak and Tyler Toffoli as well. So with all of that said, yeah, we had a great night in the NHL. The uh, prize picks video went four for five. Our guy, uh, Mikey, uh, Daily Handle, Mikey. Yeah, Mikey Isimo. We got lucky with that, too. He picked up his third shot in the last shift. So you got to be a little bit lucky. The process did. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I, I think the process was correct. It was against a Preds team who allowed the seventh most shot attempts at five and five per 60 over the last two months of the season. And Mikey was getting an opportunity to play on the top line. And he had the second most ice time among San Jose forwards last night. So you may view him as a fourth line player as like a kind of, you know, bottom six player, but the sharks, you know, with Timo Meyer on the trade block, they're not playing him. They're not risking him getting hurt. So you're getting an opportunity. Well, he is other players are getting opportunities for more ice time. So hopefully we can continue the trend. Uh, I don't really like to pump my tires. I hold myself accountable. As I mentioned, 0 for 5 the other day, it makes me feel awful. George is, is crushing whiskey five minutes into a hockey game when I would just like to see him have some success. Uh, but George, maybe let's stick to the picks that we give on the show. I don't know who told you Penguins money line last night. Maybe I got a little bit excited about Crosby against Connor McDavid, but uh, we do appreciate all the support. Just wanted to bring the attention that not only are you going to get the NHL picks, you're going to get everybody's picks using that promo code and expires at midnight tonight. Hoops, $1, ftmbets.com. And if you want to hang out, Longer than a month, you can use promo code MEANY, save yourself a little bit of cash. I will walk through everything with you guys if you're new to betting. I will walk through strategy, bankroll management. You can DM me in the Discord channel. Uh, always a great conversation in the NHL betting and even the other sports as well. Sharp minds across the board, not just people that are employed at FTN. Our subs are super sharp with edges as well all the time. I got to give a shout out to one of our subs. 
I think it was Adam Chemensky who talked about Eric Carlson at 28 to one to win the Norris trophy. He's now like two to one to win the Norris trophy. We're all on that over at FTNbets.com. And that really was uh, one of our subs bringing that amazing future to our attention. And Eric Carlson is on pace for over a hundred points. We haven't seen that since Brian Leach in the mid nineties with the New York Rangers. So he is doing something pretty spectacular and I do believe it is his award to lose. So with all that said, let's give the picks today and we'll probably go zero for five. That's usually how things work when we pump our tires a little bit, but we'll see. I like the process. Let's start here with Ryan O'Reilly. We've been on Ryan O'Reilly now every single game that he has been a Maple Leaf. Great odds. Got it in the bet tracker last night at minus 108. It hasn't moved that much. This is from DraftKings. If you follow FTN alerts on the Twitter machine, you get notified right away when we make a bet. And if you are subbed with us over at FTNbets.com, you know in the Discord channel, hey, jump in there. Guys, Ryan O'Reilly, minus 108. It'll probably move to minus 120, minus 125, closer to puck drop. And I am seeing some books... uh, Hang a minus 120 for Ryan O'Reilly to have a point tonight against the Minnesota Wild. Great defensive hockey squad. Talked about their struggles offensively earlier in the show. They did play last night. Only got two goals against one of the worst teams in the NHL in the Columbus Blue Jackets. But how could we not ride this out with Ryan O'Reilly? He's fresh off a four-point game. He had a hat trick. It was fun, a fun little game for him, I'm sure, against his former team in the, in the Buffalo Sabres. Man, he played a few years with the Sabres and never scored two goals in Buffalo. All his time in Buffalo with the Sabres, never scored two goals. His first game in Buffalo wasn't his first. He had played there before. But his first as a member of the Leafs in Buffalo, guy gets a hat trick and four points. He is playing with two of the best players in the NHL, Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner makes so many players around him better. Austin Matthews is having a good season, not as good. I wonder why. Mitch Marner makes a lot of players around him better. Mitch Marner hasn't played a lot of his five and five hockey with uh, with Austin, Austin Matthews. He's played with John Tavares. These three guys, it's one of the better second lines in the NHL. How could we not ride this out with Ryan O'Reilly? He's played three games as a Maple Leaf, and he has five points, two assists as well. So I wanted to throw that assist prop at you guys. It's a full two-unit play for me for Ryan O'Reilly to pick up a point and a unit play for him to have an assist at plus 192. Again, Mitch Marner, I think, is fantastic. He is an absolutely, uh, absolutely amazing playmaker. So it could be a goal from a beautiful pass from Mitch Marner, or it could be an assist. Either way, if it's an assist, we're loving it uh, because it could turn out to like a three, three and a half unit uh, play for us for Ryan O'Reilly. So I'm in on that. And a couple other props that I do like here, some shot props, Nathan McKinnon. You know, I, I try to avoid some of the obvious dudes. And I will say this. There's like three guys that I always go to. Connor McDavid, again, he moved to four and a half for the first time, I think in his last game, and he had nine shots. And then last night he had six and another two goals and four points. The guy's got like 109 points. This is silly, man. He might score 60 this year. Grew high in goals last night. But he is one that I go to. David Pashnak, who we had success last night. And then Nathan McKinnon. Because Nathan McKinnon is such a good skater. He's the trigger man on the power play. And he loves to shoot the puck. Four and a half is his shot prop at minus 134. He's had at least six shots in five straight games. Six shots in five straight games. He had nine in his last game. Josh Anderson is new. It may feel a little uneasy to take a Montreal Canadian. And when you see plus 130, it's like, hmm, okay. Because I saw DraftKings had minus 105. And then they moved to plus 120. This is from Bet Rivers. 
Use our prop shop, as I mentioned, to get the best possible odds. It will save you a lot of time and maybe a few bucks in your pocket as well. Uh, but Josh Anderson, you know, he's just getting an opportunity to play. I mean, the Canadians are so depleted. Uh, they have the most man games missed in the NHL. They've had a lot of injuries. It's no excuse why they're a bottom 10 team. They'd be a bottom 10 team regardless. But no Kirby Doc again. And, you know, Josh Anderson's playing up front with Nick Suzuki, who's Montreal's best pass first player. And for Josh Anderson, the ice time is just increasing. In October, he averaged 14 minutes per game. In November, he averaged 14 minutes per game. And since January 1st, he is averaging just under 18 minutes per game. And he's actually playing decent. I mean, he's got seven goals over his last 20 games. It doesn't seem spectacular, but that's not bad. And most of all, He's just shooting the puck. He's cleared this number in five straight games and seven of his past eight. And he's got a matchup against the Philadelphia Flyers. And over the last six weeks, according to the natural stat trick, five and five per 60, the Flyers are inside the top 10 in shot attempts and shots allowed. So it is a pretty good matchup for Josh Anderson. Seth Jarvis, another guy here at plus 135. That also from Bat Rivers. And you see, I also have him for a point and I have him for an assist. He's got uh, six points in his last two games. He had a hat trick against the Canadians on February 16th. And his last game against the Blues, he picked up a goal and two assists. He's on that top line with Sebastian Ajo, who's a great pass first guy as well, and Andre Sveshnikov. And Seth Jarvis had a really quiet season. He was all over the fantasy hockey draft kit. I am sorry. My apologies, because I know that you dropped him. I had to drop him myself. He wasn't a good draft target, although he didn't cost you a whole lot. But if you see him on the waiver wire, Go and grab him. His ownership in Yahoo leagues is 30%. It's jumped up 6% over the last 24 hours, but he has cleared two and a half shots in six straight games, four, three, 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 and three. Uh, his ice time, 19 minutes the other night. Uh, good matchup here against the Ottawa Senators as well. So Seth Jarvis night over two and a half shots, maybe a point, maybe a goal, maybe an assist. Hey, if we get a goal and assist, it'll be a good night as long as we get those three shots. And then this is from Bet365. I know not everybody can do this same game parlays, but we have been having a lot of success with this. Um, you know, I, I try to avoid players that are one and a half. I try to take some line mates, like, for example, Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley tonight against Colorado. A little bit of a tougher matchup, but those guys are both at one point. Sometimes Tage Thompson's at one and a half, but tonight he's at one point. So is Tuck, so is Skinner. They're a line. And usually when one guy scores, the other guys are in on it. So it correlates. It's 200 plus 200, two to one. Tate Thompson had a hat trick last night against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tuck was quiet. Skinner hit the score sheet. He had some shots on goal. I do like Tage actually have four shots tonight. And I think Alex Tuck will bounce back as well. A matchup against the Florida Panthers. Listen, the Buffalo Sabres just play high event hockey. They can't really keep the puck out of their net. They're among the leaders in goals. They can hang with anybody offensively. And I think they proved that last night with a matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they filled the net against Andre Veseleski. So I think this matchup tonight against Florida, in Florida, a goal total of seven, I think we're going to see some offense. And keep in mind, Anthony Duclair is expected to make his season debut tonight. He's recovering from an Achilles injury. He had a really nice season last year, a career season. He played a lot of his hockey with Alexander Barkov and Carter Verhage. I'm interested to see if that's how Florida goes about things tonight to get that trio back together back together and then they have Matthew Kachuk on that second line he's had a fantastic season this year his first with the Panthers playing on that second line with Sam Reinhardt so if I'm looking at point props man you could really have some fun over at bet365 with the same game parlay maybe you get maybe doing declare is a little bit risky but you know I would do Barkoff if he was at one point, Barkoff with uh, Carter Verhage and, you know, Kachuk's never going to be at one point. But getting maybe these three Sabres in with three 
Panthers, whether it be Reinhardt, Verhage, and Barkov, or maybe Kachuk for an assist, a couple of those guys for shots as well. You know, I'd lean with uh, Carter Verhage over three and a half shots, and I would lean with Tage and Tuck in there, and you can get yourself like a 20 to one. I mean, just a little bit of pizza money on it, right? A little bit of a sprinkle. George, he scored four goals in Tim Horton's uh, <laughs> dining space. What? What is that? Uh, I don't know what that is. It's uh, is that McDavid? Is that a McDavid thing? Tim's, Timmy's, ever been? George, ever been? Maybe slightly sorry my canadian crew we're gonna take another break here that's it the nhl usually cram it in at the end i'm always short for time because i'm not a great host uh but we're rolling through it all here on a friday i wanted to give those nhl plays with you and really uh the biggest takeaway hoops promo code hoops one dollar there it is ryan o'reilly should have known that he scored four goals in tim horton's dining space though yeah um if you don't know the ryan o'reilly tim horton story I'm not going to share it for you, but Google is your friend. Google is your friend. We'll be back in a couple. We're going to take a look at NFL draft odds next here on Mean Streets. Keep her locked. Welcome back in. We're still feels like a long way away from the NFL draft. We still have to talk NFL free agency, and we've talked a little bit about that here on Mean Streets over the past month or so. A lot of really nice running backs that are going to be available for teams like Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, of course, Saquon Barkley. How did I lead with not? How did I not lead with Saquon? Is what the Giants fans will tell me. But Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Dave Montgomery, man, Alexander Madison, too. I mean, you got Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert. There's a lot of uh, intriguing running. I'm sure I'm missing a couple off the top of my head, but there's a lot of uh, running backs out there that are going to change teams. We'll talk about Bijan Robinson in just a little bit, but first I want to show you one, the draft board, just in case show you guys the draft board, the order. And uh, we have some NFL draft coverage already over at FTN and also FTN um, fantasy.com and our FTN network YouTube page as well. Uh, Mike Randall's doing a draft preview every team he's got some beat writers across all sports i think he's already touched on the bears i believe he's touching the cardinals the lions a few of these teams the raiders just talking with the beat writers of what they're going to do maybe their plans at the draft maybe some offseason stuff so the bears up at the top the texans number two arizona number three and indianapolis at four seattle has denver's pick with the russell wilson trade the detroit lions have the Rams pick at six, of course, with the Matthew Stafford trade. The Las Vegas Raiders are at seven. The Atlanta Falcons are at eight. The Carolina Panthers are at nine. And the Eagles have the trade with the Saints. And they have the 10th pick. So looking at this board, what teams need a quarterback? The Bears don't need one. They got Justin Fields. The Texans need a quarterback. The Arizona Cardinals don't need one with Kyler. The Colts definitely need to figure out the quarterback position. They just have not been able to figure it out since losing Andrew Luck. Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan. I don't know, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz. This is not, go get yourself a guy. Seattle, Geno played pretty good last year. He led the NFL in completion percentage. Maybe this hang tight with Geno Smith. I think they may, actually. The Detroit Lions could draft a guy to play behind Goff. I think Jared Goff had a really nice season from a fantasy standpoint. We were talking about drafting him as a third quarterback to be a super flex guy for you, and he basically finished as a top 12 quarterback. He had a great season. You can add Jamison Williams to that offense. I think they stay the course with Goff, but maybe they draft somebody behind him. What are the Raiders doing? Do the Raiders have a plan at all? They just decide to cut Derek Carr. Was their plan to bring in Tom Brady? If that was their plan, that didn't work out at all because Brady said, see you later. Uh, it feels like they have, quote unquote, win squad now. I don't know. They don't really have a win now squad. Win squad now. That didn't make any sense. Bats. Um, 
do they have a squad that's ready to compete right now? I don't think so. Defensively, no. Josh McDaniels, are they going to be patient? Are they going to draft a guy? Are they going to try to acquire uh, Aaron Rodgers? There's a lot of holes in Las Vegas right now. I don't think they have a clear path. I think they would like to have a guy like C.J. Stroud, but I just don't think he's going to fall to them at seven. The Falcons got Desmond Ritter. The Panthers definitely need a quarterback. The Eagles have Jalen Hurts. Lions planet in the house. Welcome in. We don't want. We won't draft a quarterback. I want a cornerback and a linebacker. You know what? I couldn't agree more with you. I couldn't agree more. I don't think you need a quarterback. I I, I don't think that Stroud or Young are going to fall to you. I think Goff is. I think Goff is fine. He may not be the answer, but I think Detroit is going to win the division. I think Detroit is going to win the NFC North this year. I loved the way that they put played football down the stretch. You're going to add Jamison Williams to that offense. Like I said, uh, you know, if DeAndre Swift can stay healthy for a full season for the first time in his career, you know, that would be go a long way to having some success, but you know, the Packers just don't have it anymore. I think they're going to rebuild. I think Rogers Rogers may end up staying there, but it doesn't matter. He had one of his worst seasons of all time. He threw more picks than he did. And I think, in the last 10 years of his career uh, and lack of weapons, There's a lot of question marks in green Bay and Minnesota. We know about Minnesota offensively. They can bring it, uh, but defensively they had really no answers at all. So I agree. I, I would like to see, you know, if it was a Lions fan, I'd like to see a corner or a linebacker there for sure. What are the bears going to do? Are they going to trade back? They could potentially trade back. If I were the bears, I would trade back. I would get a couple picks. There's a lot of holes on the roster. You can still get a guy that you want. If you trade back to say the, I don't know, five, six, seven spot. I don't know if you get Jalen Carter, uh, but you may be able to, to get, you know, still going to get a really solid player. So with all of that said, I think the Texans are going to get Bryce Young, but I think there's a possibility that a team could leapfrog the Colts, for example, or the Raiders get into that one spot. I don't know if it's Carolina. I don't know if it's the Raiders. Heck, it may be the Colts. Maybe they want to jump the Texans to get Bryce Young, but I think CJ Stroud would be interesting there. Let's show you the draft board according to uh, the draft odds according to DraftKings on the four quarterbacks. Bryce Young is favored at 200, minus 200. CJ Stroud at plus 250. Will Levis at plus 550. Anthony Richardson at plus 600. I think Richardson is a project, but he, you know what? He may have the most upside. You know, this is a this is a league where we are seeing dual threat quarterbacks have success. You know, he has made some nice throws, decision-making. I don't know if it's uh, where it needs to be. His accuracy is not totally on point, but, you know, I think you can coach up some of these guys. We've seen guys like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, you know, struggle with accuracy and, you know, building a supporting cast around them with good coaching, I think, you know, could go a long way for sure for Richardson. And there's been some rumblings of teams trading up and drafting him first overall. I don't see it. Maybe that's a little sprinkle at six to one, but I think CJ Stroud is worth it at plus 250. I think we could see a team move up and grab him. And if not, I do believe he will fall to the Colts. When I watch all the film and the tape, I kind of like CJ Stroud the most out of all four of these quarterbacks. I think Will Levis is, you know, I think the picks are unfair. Two years ago, you know, he had a better supporting cast. He had a better season last year, not so much. And there were a lot of interceptions. Not a lot of it was on him, but certainly some decision-making and accuracy issues for sure. But I like his, I like his, like the body type, I think he's got a decent arm as well. And I think is another guy that can certainly be coached up. But plus 250, CJ Stroud, don't be shocked. And maybe a little bit of pizza on that uh, Richardson. Plus 600 to be the first pick overall. I'm going to share Daniel Jeremiah's mock with you in the next block because I want to talk about another draft prop, and it's B. John Robinson. That next on Mean Streets.
back welcome back in lions planet wanted to address that question with you just because it seems like you're a detroit guy and i always want to uh, address some of the questions that people do have so do you see the red wings trading anybody or trading for anybody man if you would ask me two weeks ago i didn't ever think that they were going to trade dylan larkin i thought that they would find a way to keep him the captain michigan boy you know future I, I just always felt like they would find a way to keep him uh he's been on a heck of a run i don't definitely don't think he's going anywhere but i i still think there's a possibility just looking at cap friendly there's a few guys that are you know i, I could see maybe tyler bertuzzi getting dealt would he would he be a big reason that you didn't make the playoffs if you traded him you know if, if he's not part of the future future plans you know maybe you ship him off it's been a rough couple of years for him staying healthy some off the ice issues as well but i think he could help a team you know and maybe in the bottom six I still think he does have upside to be like a, a top six winger maybe help out a power play i could see detroit moving on from him i don't know who they would get i don't know if they're gonna really make a lot of noise to grab like a timo meyer or maybe a john klingberg or something like that i don't know uh but i would say they're Closer to buyers than sellers. They're right there. They're in a playoff spot, are they not? And they're playing really good hockey at the moment. They're getting good goaltending as well um, from Billy Huso, correct? Yes. Um, so Daniel Jeremiah, I want to share this quickly. He had young, I mean, he's super sharp, a lot sharper than me. He had young at two to the Texans. He had CJ Stroud at four to the Colts. He had Will Levis at seven to the, the Raiders. And I kind of like all of those, you know, just kind of, you know, bringing up the draft odds, wanted to just maybe an opportunity to sprinkle some some cash and things like that. But ultimately, I do believe how that it probably falls that way. Uh, but I think that you could see a team get super aggressive. Like, again, if I'm the Bears, like trade back. Come on. You're, you're going with fields, trade back, get some assets, get some more picks. Uh, and then we would see potentially a Stroud or Richardson go first overall. He had Richardson go into your Lions planet with pick 18, though. Pick 18. Uh, Detroit, also another pick in the first. Quentin Johnson to the Chargers at pick 21 or 22, I do believe. That'd be a nice little fit. Also had Bijan Robinson to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the 19th pick as, Quan, do you want to trans? Uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, this is from DraftKings. The Eagles are favored to get this guy. Are you kidding me? As much as uh, I... As much as I think it would be super fun, I think we would have to talk about him being a top five running back behind that offensive line. No Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, you know, keeping his third down role. Uh, that would be, uh, it would be definitely very, very exciting, explosive offense already. But I, I would not like to see the Eagles do that selfishly. And Howie Roseman doesn't really have a history of doing this. I mean, he's going to take a corner, I think, or, you know, an edge rusher. He, he, the Eagles have dominated the line of scrimmage for years, and he's done a great job through the draft of doing that. Don't ask him to draft a wideout. Devontae Smith kind of fell into his lap, had to trade for A.J. Brown. Don't have to ask him to draft a wideout, but he can certainly draft uh, you know, some defensive players and some corners, and uh, he has a good history of doing that sort of stuff. But Robinson's fantastic in Texas last year. Uh, in 2022, he had 1,500 rushing yards. He had 18 rushing touchdowns. He only had 19 receptions for 314 yards, but he can catch the rock. He had 60 catches in three years with Texas, just shy of 900 receiving yards and eight receiving touchdowns to go along with 33 on the ground. Some fun environments here like Buffalo would kind of be fun. I just don't see the bills doing that either. This is a team that doesn't want to run the football. I think they need to run the football. They can't be just so one dimensional. That's my issue with the bills. They need to run the rock, but Josh Allen's there. Also Jalen hurts is there. So would Robinson would, would Robinson actually be a top five running back because of all the rushing touchdowns that hurts could steal from him? Probably not the Cowboys at four to one as Avery Brown checks in release Zeke uh, sign release Zeke 
and then um, sign uh, B Wags. Yeah, I I don't know. They they could go this route. We we've seen Jerry, of course, draft Zeke very early. I don't see it happening. I, I really don't. But the Cowboys could release Zeke, maybe bring him back on a shorter deal, restructure that, let Tony Pollard walk potentially. Uh, that would be interesting. Still a decent offensive line. I don't see the Falcons doing it. Tyler Algier. You know, I know there's no comparison between the two, but I think they got a guy in Tyler Algier. The Ravens are very interesting at ten to one. The Buccaneers are on this list. If you believe Jeremiah at 22 to one, I don't see it either. I could see the Lions doing it at 20 to one. Uh, I could also see the Carolina Panthers doing it, even though they have a ton of holes. But how about the Miami Dolphins there at 25 to one, right? You add an explosive running back like him to that offense. Mike McDaniel, what he does, um, very similar to Kyle Shanahan, what he's done over the course of his career with running backs. These two coaches have been linked together for years and years and years. And we saw a little bit of that in Miami, very similar offense to San Fran. And we know that Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson are all unrestricted. Uh, so that would be a fun environment, right? It really would with Tyreek and Waddle and Sua. I think at 25 to 1, 25 to 1 is not bad. Avery, my bad. I was driving. Dude, don't drive and text. Do not do it. Be safe out there, especially if you're north of the border. The roads are slippery. Uh, and we do appreciate you hanging into the show, watching on your commute, and also contributing to the show as well. I love the fans uh, and uh, the viewers and everybody of Mean Streets. You guys, uh, you certainly make my day. You make my week. We have one more block here next on Mean Streets. Keep it locked. No time to get into baseball. There's no time. I promise we'll do it next week. Uh, I, I, I'd love this comment from Steve because I tweeted out the graphic with Robinson. Like, where is he going to go? I just like to hear other people's thoughts. And, and, and you know, there's some there's some Bengals out there. There's some Vikings. There's some Cowboys. There's some Eagles out there. Um, Jeremy, our guy, Pope, says Atlanta feels like the spot. Doesn't know why. But this comment here from Steve kills me. If Bichon goes to the Chiefs, there's officially no God. No God. It's the Chiefs world. We're just living in it. That's it. It's what we said all the time. Patrick Mahomes and company. Uh, promo code for you. Hoops, $1. It expires tonight at midnight. Hoops, $1. All picks across all sports over at FTMBets.com, Tools, Projections, Discord channel. It is all there for you. Ryan O'Reilly for a point tonight. I think he picks up a couple. A goal and an assist. Josh Anderson for three shots. Seth Jarvis for three shots and two points. Have a good night. A great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. Cheers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.